I ended up almost accidentally in this parade with all these fucking volleyball players who who decided that they were going to throw the ball between ourselves all the way along no. the river. <laughs> no. No. Volleyball before. So I kept getting like hits by these volleyballs. So eventually I ended up holding the banner that said Devil's Dykes. I'm sure that there will now have to be some internal inquiry at the Devil's Dykes as to how I, Kathleen Stock, inadvertently <laughs> managed to get into their parade. I'm Kathleen Stock. And I'm Julie Bindle. And this is the Lesbian Project podcast, all the sapphic traffic for anyone who wants a bit more lesbian in their life. Hi, Julie, how are you doing? I'm okay, how are you doing? I'm quite cold because it's snowing here, Mm -hmm. um, which is unusual. In fact, um, it's brass monkeys, basically. But otherwise, I'm all right. Yes, what about you? Well, you know, I was... um having to kind of look around for something to wear that wasn't a bikini or a sarong because I was supposed to be on a really nice holiday in Tamil Nadu in India. But, you know, they wouldn't let me in. The Indian government wouldn't let me go there. So I had to go to Margate. You got turned down for a visa. Four times. Four times. Do you know why yet? Do you know why? Honestly, don't know because, you know, it's I'm I'm so sweet and harmless and I can't imagine why the Indian government would want to keep me out of their country I was only going in to have a nice holiday and to meet some lesbians out there because the lesbians in Tamil Nadu are absolutely a one but no instead as I say the English coast and now I'm freezing Mm -mm, I'm so sorry well to cheer you up we have a fabulous guest don't we who's sitting patiently waiting for us to stop wittering we do Um, so do you want to introduce her Julie I think you should Uh, she is the amazing wonderful Maria Esposito who I have known around and about the lesbian scene since the 1980s is that right Maria that's bang on yep it's great to see you again. <laughs> it's like it was yesterday. I mean, I don't know whether we've got any children together or, you know. I was going to say, when you say you knew each other, did you know each other, know each other? No, no we, we, never, we never knew each other. We never knew each other like that. But we know each other. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I'll tell you what, we certainly knew other women that knew. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, well, perhaps you can get into some of that later once you've uh, warmed up a bit. <laughs> Doubtless. Um, so, so you are um, a, you have, you've, you're like a Renaissance woman, as far as I can tell. You've done lots and lots of different things. You've been a um, TV presenter of um, Channel 4's first ever gay oriented program, yeah. right? Yeah. You're a TV producer, you work for the NHS. Um, so we're going to try and take you back through some of your highlights um, and ask you a few things um, along yeah, the way. Go for it. I've been thinking about, because having reconnected with Julie and seeing all the, you know, joining in um, the campaign for all this madness that's going on, and uh, it it can't help but throw you back to where we were back in the 80s and yes. all that freaking marching we did <laughs> <laughs> those placards when, maria maria those placards so doc martins <laughs> you know, well it was handy you were wearing doc martins it, you know it could have been worse yeah. 
placards. <laughs> I had a banner. I, oh God. So what? When was the, When did it start for you? I mean, what period are we talking? Like early eighties? Uh, no, kind of uh, mid eighties. So I had uh, my kind of coming out realization was about uh, 1984, 1985. And um, <clears throat> I was acting in a show in um, Southampton with uh, Jimmy Mulville, of all people. Mm. <laughs> and, um, Just sorry? to those that don't know, he's a comedian, Jimmy, isn't he? Uh, well, Jimmy Mulville, uh, he, he was a comedy writer. He is the CEO of um, Hattrick Productions. Right which is a massively successful TV massively production. Massively successful TV production house. Um, uh, but he was still acting back back then. There was a, a few of them in a, an acting troupe. Rory McGrath was in there and, and stuff. Anyway, I was ending up, I ended up in a play with him in Southampton. And um, I, I had this massive crush on the company manager. And mm -hmm. it was that first realisation of... Uh, Oh my God, that's what this is, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, and then shortly after that, uh, I I ended up uh, going to America to teach American kids drama. And uh, there was another English woman there. Mm -hmm. uh, we travelled there together and um, very soon became extraordinarily close. And... Uh, yeah, that was the kind of start of it. I came, I came back in 1986 to London, mm -hmm. and found myself in this relationship, and uh, and just kind of launched into okay, where's my tribe kind of thing. And and thankfully those days there were um, <clears throat> we were lucky enough to have the Lesbian and Gay Centre in Farringdon, right. And so, you know, there were places that you could go very trepidatiously walk into for the first time and uh you know but sudden soon you just kind of I just kind of found this this world um and then not long after that uh, I was still acting and I was still doing drama workshops and I was hired to do some women only work drama workshops for Camden and I just found this whole kind of gay world and of course you know an, an afternoon you know spent down silver moon bookshop and, mm. you know all of that was just bliss um and so what was the what was the lesbian and gay center in farringdon like was that and was that set up by ken livingston basically is that the one um His money. i don't know was that was that ken livingston money was it remember he set up absolutely everything including mm you know, lesbians for trust-making for ruptured whippets through to <laughs> the Lesbian and Policing Project. I mean, he threw money, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Leftist yeah. project. Yeah. <laughs> Only he was around now to give us some. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The yeah, Lesbian so... and Gay Centre was, was huge. It was four floors. Wow. And, uh, and, and on, on the main floor, there was a cafe. Um, mm -hmm. Downstairs, uh, there was a basement where there were you know uh club nights and on Sundays the tea dance that started at like three o'clock in the afternoon and every hour it changed decade and so by eight o'clock you were into the kind of 1960s or 70s or something you know and then it turned into a disco thing how cool uh, 
yeah it was really mm-hmm. good so you'd you'd go and you'd, you'd have a cup of tea in the afternoon and then start to change in, in, into alcohol for the evening yeah, it was great <laughs> <laughs> was there um was there rivalry sorry to interrupt but was there rivalry between the lesbians and the gay men in terms of space um i don't the, the, possibly i don't remember it so much there um because uh at one point, I ran a, a comedy club there. It was called Alice's Cabaret. Mm-hmm. And we we were up on, like, the third floor or something. And uh, I think there was another bar on that floor as well. But we used to do that on a Friday night. It was like every other Friday. Um, and I would always take a break and I'd walk downstairs. And on a Friday night, it was the S&M club downstairs. <laughs> and it was the funniest right. thing to, to be sitting there. I'd be taking a break and I'd be sitting drinking a nice beer. And out the the people would come out the fire exit doors of the basement. And they'd all be just standing there leaning, you know, having a fag. But they'd all be in latex and zippered up, unzip, have a fag. <laughs> <laughs> and this is men, is it? Or is this both sexes? I think that was mostly men. Well, it's hard to tell, I imagine, through the gimp, gimp mask. <laughs> yeah, through the gimp mask. I think it was mostly men, but I did know uh, some women who went there as as well. That, mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. they did. Yeah. Oh, yes. So that's it's the just... sex wars, is it, Julie, that you were talking about last week, in fact? I don't know. What do you think, Maria? Do you think that was the beginning of the sex wars? Because it kind of heightened up to about 1988 was when... Joe Nestle came over from the US. Do you remember that yes, event? I do. Yeah. And yeah. so there was lots of boycotting of the centre going on. Yes. There was lots of ridiculous things said. Um, well, explain, hang on, explain to us what Joe Nestle is and why there was boycotting. Okay. So Joe Nestle um, is an old, she's in her 80s now. Um, she had written quite a lot of pornography about her identity as a femme. And she was hardcore femme so she saw it actually as an innate gender identity you could say I suppose if you're using today's parlance and she caused a huge scandal decades further down the line when she trapped off with another femme because at that (laughs) time she was well into these hard butches I mean the stereotypical butch do you remember that Maria the kind of you yeah. know, really People kind used of to scare me if you walked into the bell on the, uh, the bell where everybody looked like either a prisoner or a prison officer. Oh, my God, I'd forgotten about the bell. <laughs> but yeah, so so I didn't go to the lesbian and gay center when the S&M stuff was on because it, you know, it I was 